Hello, welcome to Crush the Insane. I'm Coach Tyra. On today's segment, I will be discussing matters of race, police brutality, um, a post in relation to, to their main on Facebook about not calling the police to check on black people, also how to be an ally two people of color if you are a white person. So this subject matter is a little sensitive, so please do not listen to this in front of children. I want to discuss the the incident that happened in Fort Worth, Texas, where a young lady, a young African-American lady, about 28 years old, was staying in her own kitchen, in her own home, um, late night, early morning, and one of the neighbors, a, a, a white person, called the police to say, you need to check on my neighbor because their door is open and, and the door is usually not open this late at night. So it wasn't a call that he knew for sure that someone had broken the home. It was basically a wellness check call. But the officers that responded to the call, they parked parked their car around the corner, came around through the back. They did not ring the doorbell. They did not identify. The one particular officer did not identify himself as a police officer. He, uh, on his video webcam, you see and hear him saying, Put your hands up, put your hands up. Looking through a window, he's looking, he sees a woman, and he shoots her. Well, she's standing in her own home in front of her nephew. The officer, he has resigned, but now he has been picked up and brought on charges of murder. Regardless of whatever happens to him, whether he goes to jail like the like the female officer in Dallas, or he gets off, nothing is going to bring this young woman back. So black people basically have no safe spaces in public, and not even in our homes, not even standing in our own homes. So her family says that the young lady likes to leave her door cracked. She, she left her door cracked that particular night because she liked to let the breeze come through. Whatever the reason is. The officers should not arrive. They should have ring the doorbell and say, Hello, police. Allow her opportunity to come to the door. But they did not do that. He went there with the intention of harming someone. That's why he went ahead and and quit. But they say he is not cooperating with the investigation. So, although he knows he's at fault, he's, I I guess he feels like he don't need to cooperate for whatever reason. And these types of shootings are always racially motivated. Anytime you see a black person you already feel that you have their lives have less value. 
And so yesterday I put a post up that uh, my aunt had posted, and it said that please don't call the police to do a wellness check on a black person. And I said at the top, I said yes, because you bring our lives in danger. Okay, so I'm speaking to white people now. White people who are African-American friendly, who are our allies, friends, and associates. If you have a medical emergency that you're concerned about at your African-American friend, relative, associate, call another friend. Get a couple of you together and y'all go together. Call a relative. Call the fire department. But do not, I repeat, under no circumstances should you call the police because that will put our lives in danger. You know, when you, when you, I'm talking about one person, when you call the police, or you, however you relate to the police as there to protect and serve you. And most African Americans don't see them that way. We see police as someone that we need to be concerned about, and some people outright fear because we automatically think our lives in danger. I said this years ago to a, 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 a white associate of mine that I worked with. She she used to live way out in um, Cameron, North Carolina. She uh, she didn't have a driver's license with her, and she would just ride around from way out in Cameron to Fayetteville to um, Hope Mills and uh, all the way up to Raleigh and everywhere else. She would just ride around without a driver's license. And so I asked her, I said, wow, that must be nice. I said, so if the police was to pull you over, what would be your biggest concern? She said her biggest concern would be that they would probably suspend her license for good and that she probably would have to pay a hefty fine. That's what she said her biggest concern was. So she said, why are you at? I, I, and then I told her, because prior to that, we had did a, a podcast on a different show uh, about white privilege. And, I, and, and she didn't understand what white privilege was. So I told her, I said, well, that right there is white privilege. Because when, when you get pulled over by the police, your concern is that your insurance going to go up, your license don't get revoked and you have to pay a fine. When the police pull me over, my concern is I want to live. Am I going to get home? Not is my insurance going to go up. Am I going to pay a fine? It's, am I going to live through this? Because too many African Americans have gotten shot from routine police uh, 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 checks. Just pull somebody over for a taillight. Pull somebody over because they swerve. Pull somebody over because of whatever reason. And the next thing you know, many, many black people have ended up being dead. You know, 
let's talk about Sarah Duplan for a moment. Sarah Duplan, she pulled over for a for a tail light. She either being arrested for a tail light, which is not something you should be arrested for, because she went without her cigarette. So I've seen white women, and I've told, and I've had to tell a white woman who was in the car with me, do not yell at the police while I'm in the car because he's not gonna take it out on you. He's gonna take it out on me. So that's how you be an ally. You understand when you put our lives at risk. The privilege is that you have the right to say whatever you want to say. You are given the benefit of the doubt. We are not. Just simply based on skin color. And that is a privilege. That you feel that you can cuss a police officer out and the only thing you have to worry about is your insurance going up or fine. If I was to cuss out a police officer, I would probably be in jail or dead. Period. We live in a world where black people and other people of color, we have to have special conversations with our children. If the cops pull you over, tell your music down immediately. But you can, if you if you, if you can. Take out your driver's license and your insurance already. Press them on the dashboard. Put your hands on the steering wheel, palms up so he can see your hands. Talk in a soft, monotone voice so he won't say that you be confrontational. Say yes, sir. Yes, officer. Because another person died because police officer said, they wasn't giving them any respect. Now, when you a white person and you cuss them out, you're not giving them respect, but you're not dead either. Nor are you concerned about knowing. So if you want to be an ally to a black person, do not act up if you're in a car with a black person, with the police, because they're going to take it out on the African-American person. If you're concerned about your African-American friend, do not call the police to do a wellness check on us because they're not going to see us as somebody that needs to be protected or served. They see us as a threat only because of our skin color. Just like the young man, young African-American, 26 years old, who lived in, in Dallas, Texas, the police officer, she said she made a mistake and went one flying up. Now I'm going to say this. I've worked, you've worked, me of us have worked overtime and been dirt tired. And the last thing I would want to do is go up an additional flight of stairs because I want to go home and relax. And upon entering his home, they said that he had a doormat in front of his door. She did not. She didn't realize that wasn't her house. Before entering the home, before she even got in the door, she didn't see the doormat. Fatigue doesn't make you not notice things. She walked into the home and the decor was different. You didn't realize that wasn't your house? But more than that, logic don't kick in. What burglar would be sitting in your house 
watching TV and eating ice cream. Who is he? Goldilocks or some shit? Breaking into Vera's house to eat up all the pork? That doesn't make any sense at all. So when she say those crocodile tears, crying on the on the witness stand, as if anybody believed her, that wasn't over state. That was intentional. It was too many red flags and too many things that was obvious to let you know that was not your home for you to pull out a gun and shoot that man. The decor was different. The man at the front door, you didn't have one. What criminal do you know is sitting in your home watching TV and eat ice cream? And so his value was still sitting on the couch. Immediately, if someone broke in your home and somebody said, put your hands up and was trying to go shoot you, first of all, he knew her. That's why he didn't stand to his feet. Okay? So that's that, that her argument, it, it, it just has so many flaws in it. That's why she's going to prison. Now, if she got 10 years, she probably won't serve on 10. But she should have got life, a life for a life. Because if he would have killed her and she said, Oh, I wish she had killed me. Oh, girl, bye. You wish it was him that killed you so he could get life in prison? Oh, wow, thanks. She got 10 years because she's a white woman and cried. If she was a black woman that shot somebody, if there was a black woman that shot a white man in his own home and used the excuse that she was tired and it was a mistake, did it give a black woman life? Hell, when it fucked around, it gave her the death penalty. Don't they get the death penalty in Texas? I believe they do. So, understand uh, uh, black people I'm going to say this because we live in a police state and we live as second secondary citizens there's just certain things we can't do we can't leave our doors open you know uh, we have to lock our doors you know we have to take safety precautions for ourselves because there are crazy white people out here Crazy, not all, but some, especially some, a lot of them on the police force who who don't view us as people who who deserve to be protected or served. Let me give you a little example. Last year, I think it was last year or year for last month, this was during a time where you know, I'm, still, I'm still always recovering from a stroke, but this particular day I wasn't feeling well at all. So dizzy. My head was hurting, and my five miles was kicking in, and I just felt like crap. And I took two medicine and laid down to go to sleep. My phone kept ringing. People called me, so I turned my rigor off, okay? I went to sleep, but I forgot to turn my rigor back on. So I was home alone. My husband was out on a, on a trip because, you know, he's military. 
So he went on a uh, untown trip for his job. My my youngest daughter was at school up at UNC Chapel Hill, and my oldest was, you know, she lived in Raleigh, so she was up there. So I'm in Fayetteville, basically alone. So my children had called me, and my husband did too, to check on me. But as I said, I forgot to turn my ringer back on. So I just walked around. I once I woke, you know, awake and I got up and once walked around the house and doing things and watching TV and whatever else I was doing. Well, they all was panicking. So they didn't call the police. We black people knew not call the police, you know. So they they each call a friend. My youngest daughter, she called my friend from Hanukkah. My father had called me too. He called my good friend and my hairstylist, Barbara McLean. Um, my daughter, Anja, she called her friend PJ, whose name was Tiffany. And my husband called his friend Corey, who is one of his co workers. You know, they served together with the war together and everything. Corey is retired now. But they each called a friend. So Corey arrived first. He was ringing my doorbell, ringing and ringing. And I, I was like, what's going on? He was like, racing one said he was calling you. What's wrong with your phone? And he came, then Barbara came, then PJ came. You know, and so everybody was concerned. So my, every person in my family sent someone to check on me. But it wasn't the police. They were all friends of theirs. They sent friends to check to see if I was okay. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. You know what? I went to sleep earlier because I wasn't feeling well. And then people kept calling me. So I turned my ringer off. And I forgot to turn it back on. And during that, and then when I went and got my phone, I saw that I had had about nine or ten uh, calls from people, from my family and, and friends too that they had called. So you can do wellness checks of, of African American people but just don't use the police to do it. Call the mutual friend. Someone that can, that lives close to that person or that can come and check on that person. But do not, and I repeat, do not call the police. Because they are not our allies. Okay, I hope you learned something from this segment. Um, I don't mean to offend anyone, but it needs to be said. We need to have these conversations. They are difficult conversations to have, but this is the world that we live in. And however uncomfortable it may make you, it makes us even more uncomfortable. Because we are black, and this is our life. Please share this message with your friends and tune in as usual. Be blessed.